Welcome, fantabulous souls, to Psychically Speaking. I'm your host, Psychic Lisa Ann, and I'm thrilled to have you here. In this podcast, we'll delve into everything related to body, mind, and spirit. As a professional psychic medium and healer with over 28 years of experience, I'm excited to share my knowledge and my experiences with you. Together, we'll embark on a transformative journey of sharing, learning, and personal growth. Whether you're just starting on your spiritual path, consider yourself an old soul, an empath, or a seasoned professional, Psychically Speaking has something special just for you. So join me as we explore the wonders of life, heal ourselves, expand our knowledge, and grow together. Let's dive right in. Today we're talking about mediumship and conversations with spirits. As a professional psychic medium for over the last 28 years, I always find this time of year quite entertaining as we're moving beyond the Halloween season. So the things that I'm going to share with you today are just my personal belief systems. You can choose to believe them or not. However, I really encourage you that if there's something that feels right or doesn't feel right, that you really go and research on your own. And I hope that all the podcasts I do, that's always the message that people take away. Every podcast I share, every thought I share, it's only my personal experiences in the field that I've been in. But I always encourage people to go out and seek information for yourself and find what feels right for you. So this is going to be a real quick podcast because I just want to go over some of the basic facts and some of my biggest pet peeves being in the psychic world. Number one, everybody is psychic. Being psychic is not a gift. We all have it, just like we all have healing abilities. Mediumship is simply being able to communicate with the other side whether that's spirits, guides, loved ones who have passed, we all can do it. The irony about what I do is no one really ever has to come to me to connect with their loved ones. They come most of the time, they've already had their own experiences before they come, but they don't trust themselves and they don't believe that that's what's really happening. They tend to think, especially when it's with a loved one who's passed, People tend to think, oh, it's my imagination or I'm just making it happen. So most of the time when people come, they've already had their own experience. They just need that validation. My other huge, huge pet peeve is where people go to connect with their loved ones who have passed. So I was raised Catholic and I was taught heaven and hell and purgatory and all this stuff. Again, I can only tell you from all of my years of experience doing thousands of psychic medium readings for people literally all over the world. I have literally done readings with translators. So when I say I've read for people all over the world, I mean all over the world. What I'm going to tell you is places where your loved ones are not hanging out. And these are my two biggest pet peeves. One, at the scene of an accident. I always, always tell my clients, if you have lost someone 
due to an accident, stop going to that location. That is not where your loved one is. And every time you go there, all you're doing is connecting with the energy of that trauma. And let me tell you, that is not what your loved one wants for you. I have literally done readings for people where the person that passed came through and said, would you please tell them to stop going to the scene of the accident? I'm not there. I'm at home and they'll describe something in that person's house. I'm sitting in a blue chair or I'm sitting by the fireplace where they just put a different picture or I'm sitting in the backyard where they just added a bench. So that person that I'm reading for gets that validation that yes, their loved one is there because they're describing something that they did to the house or they placed in the house after that person passed. My second biggest pet peeve about where people go to communicate with people who pass, the cemetery. They are not hanging out in the ground by the tombstone. And again, and this is what gets me so crazy with all of this, because I'm going to let you in on the biggest secret that is going to piss off 90 million psychics. You are able to communicate with your loved one just as well as any professional psychic medium. The key to do that is simply clearing your mind, raising your vibration, raising your energy. How do we do that? By learning how to meditate, by learning how to quiet our mind so that we can focus. Now, when we go to the scene of an accident, when we go to the cemetery, what happens? It brings back the sad memories And what happens? That lowers our vibration. So think about a ladder. When we are here on the earth plane, we are, let's say we're in the middle of the ladder, okay? When we pass, we're now vibrationally at the top of that ladder. When we lose someone and we're grieving and we're sad, and we're struggling to move forward, we are now at the bottom of that ladder. So it's harder for us to have that awareness and have that communication because our loved ones vibrationally, energetically are at the top of the ladder and we are at the bottom of the ladder. So by going to those places that have that negative energy, it's only continuing to lower your vibration and keeping you at the bottom of that ladder. So meditation, yoga, going for a walk, doing things that are going to clear your mind and quiet your mind, that's going to help you to raise your vibration and you will better be able to communicate and be more aware of some of the signs that they send, like music, birds, butterflies, dragonflies, uh, messages through other people, dreams, right? All these ways that they can communicate with us. The other thing that I really want you to just kind of pay attention to when you're thinking about all of this, when you're first trying to connect with your loved one who passed, it takes practice, right? Because quieting the mind is a hard thing. And one of the things that I find all the time is when someone passes and someone does not get a message right away, they immediately think that person is mad at them. And they get upset. And what happens? Remember the ladder. We go right to the bottom of the ladder. 
So meditation, yoga, taking a walk, clearing that mind is the key to getting to the top of that ladder, raising your vibration so that you can better connect, whether it's your loved one that's passed, whether you're trying to connect with spirits, guides. The other thing that I want to mention real quickly is, and this is again where I get in trouble, but I don't care. I'm too old. I don't care anymore. So your loved ones, I don't care what you see on TV and all these shows and all this nonsense. When we pass, we understand why everything has happened the way it's happened. We are not mad at anybody. When people pass, they do not care what you did with their clothes and their watch and their car and who's fighting over what. That is such nonsense. There is always one consistent message that I have gotten year after year, reading after reading, regardless of what the situation was around that person's passing. And that one message always is they want the people that they loved, the people that are left behind, the people that are still here to live their happiest and best life. I have never, in all the years I've been doing readings, I have never had someone who passed come through and say, you know what, I'm a little annoyed because since I passed, they seem a little too happy. It has never happened. And again, I do not care what the situation is with the passing. It could be just someone who was sick. I've literally done readings and I've done investigations with people who were murdered. It doesn't matter what the passing is. When we pass, we're in a better place. We're not holding on to all of that. So the best thing that you can do for your loved one who passed is live in memory of them. Don't stop living because of their passing. Think about doing something in honor of them. Do something special on their birthday. Donate a park bench. Start a scholarship. Do something in their name that is going to carry on in the memory of people for years and years to come. I love when I go to like big parks and stuff and you see the benches that have people's names on it. Or recently, Kyle and I were in a beautiful park up in Greensboro. And the entire park had like this whole memorial section where there were bricks in memory of people. And I just love to go and just read the names and just think about those people and send that loving energy to their family. So there's so many positive things that we could do to honor the memory of our loved ones. But being in a place of never ending grief is not honoring them. So take that time, give yourself that space, be kind to yourself, allow yourself to process the loss, reach out and get support and help when you need it. But know this, know that your loved ones are always around you. They're not hanging out in the cemetery. They're not at the scene of the accident. They are right with you all the time and their energy. So guess what? They can be with more than one family member all at the same time. And the one thing that they want for you 
is for you to be at a place of peace and happiness. Thank you once again for joining me on this incredible journey. If you found this podcast enjoyable, I kindly ask you to share it with a friend and make sure to hit that subscribe button. To discover more about joining my free weekly live happy hour, explore my work, or visit my Body, Mind, Spirit spa and gift shop in the enchanting historic downtown Southern Pines, North Carolina, simply head over to spiritquestnc.com. And always remember, life isn't always rainbows and butterflies, but every single day, you have the power to choose to be fantabulous. Embrace that power and let your inner light shine bright. Until we meet again, stay empowered and keep embracing the magic of life.